I have a question for you. Yeah. Shoot. Wow. Do you like spring cleaning? You know, I used to like it, but that's when I thought spring cleaning only took an hour. But actually, it takes multiple days. Tell me why it took me literally like five days. I'm on day five of spring cleaning. Let me tell you why. First day, I tried doing laundry. That's not normal. I tried doing some laundry and, you know, it was, good. It was going great because like I was planning on doing three loads of my clothing, my thrifted clothing. I also had my comforter that I had on the bed that was going to be stored away. And then I had my old comforter that okay. was going to be the new comforter to put on the bed. Right. So that's three loads. Right. Okay. So I already knew it was going to be a little bit of a hassle because, you know, going three times is, is a little bit different yeah, than just going once, right? And on top it's of that, lot. you got to do the drying and everything, right? You do. But unfortunately, I went downstairs and the laundry room was locked. So I was like, hey, Superman. Oh, no. <laughs> like Super Superman. <laughs> why is the door uh, closed? Like, can you open it? Because it's supposed to open at 8. It's mm-hmm. like 1230. It's like, you're a little late, right? This man is just so yeah. honest. He's like, yeah, unfortunately... It, it looks like a homeless man maybe did number two in there and i was like oh okay true. <laughs> like what do you say in that <laughs> thank situation you. thank you so much for the thank, de- thank you right. for letting me know oh, no. like should, should i come back tomorrow like you know what's the situation yeah so you know i go back tomorrow because i'm hoping that it's like clean by now you know like it doesn't smell like we you know you hope. live in new york you get you get what you get right so i'm hoping yeah. it's clean i hope i hope it's open the door's still not open right the super's like it's uh, a bad sign. Mr. Superman's like, oh, come back like an hour and a half later, right? Because like we don't know if he did anything in the in the in the actual machine. And I was like, oh, okay, why? He's you the tell one me all that? man that has to know. Like he he's the one man that has to know. What do you mean you don't know? Right. So to. like, why? Like I appreciate the honesty, but like, why do you have to tell me that? Like as a tenant, I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, I'm concerned. <laughs> Too honest. So it turns out like I didn't do laundry that day. That really just delayed the whole process. If you guys want, you can watch the whole spring renovation, spring cleaning video okay, on my vlog. Re- enough plugging. On my YouTube enough vlog plugging. on Sunday. But what I really did enjoy, though, was I went to Central Park because, you know, it was like in the 50s and the 60s. You got to enjoy. You got to take in the nature when you <laughs> no can. No relation you know? at all. No, there is relation because when it hit 55 degrees in Florida, Mashuno was like, oh, my God, I'm freezing. He pulled out his North yeah. Face puffer jacket. Yeah, I put out guys, the North Face. I was, he pulled I out his North out. Face puffer jacket and then he looked so stupid because it got so hot at the end of the day that he was just holding it in his hand. No, I'm not. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I went to go get a coffee. Like, I dropped my stuff in my office and then I went to go get a coffee. And on the walk back, I was sweating. And the thing is, so he like got so in excited. Afternoon, like in the morning. He got so excited about wearing his North Face jacket at like 60 degrees. He was like, yeah, when I move to New York, I can't be wearing a tote bag anymore. I'm going to start wearing a backpack. Like he got so ahead yeah. of himself and it's like relax, yeah. you know. But anyway, no, yeah, I went to Central Park. Southern, during Southerners this, understand. I went to Central Park during this nice weather and it was just such nice vibes because when once you live in New York, it's just so hustle bustle. Like everyone's just constantly moving. It's just so chaotic obviously you can't see like stars or nature or trees that often so i went to central park and it was just so nice to see people like doing actual natural sports and movement and things instead of constantly Mm -hmm. working so that was a nice little change in scenery um but yeah that is my spring cleaning update (laughs) so like what's the relationship to like homeless men in spring cleaning no no there's no relation i'm just giving you a little recap of the past few days i thought that's what we okay, were doing good good happy spring happy, happy spring. spring yeah on, on <laughs> that note happy spring you know? <laughs> yeah. okay thank you guys <laughs> for coming back to our podcast this is our podcast 
it's called difficult dish right it's a podcast about south asian narratives mm-hmm. and this podcast is hosted by myself mm-hmm. mashnoon and, and my co-host also hosted by me mahua khan mahua khan um before we go any further rate us rate us review us love us say nice things about us let let us know how you liked our last episode with ani it's mm. one that i really like i took a lot out of it i've been wanting to have an episode like that for a while um i cherish that episode and uh yeah follow us on instagram follow me on instagram um i don't post but i will all right so if you're if you're muslim and you're listening to this right now ramadan mubarak because it is ramadan oh, yeah. we are fasting for the whole month and we are excited to um, fast, but also see how we can, you know, still do our daily activities of recording the podcast and workout and this and that while we're fasting. So we're excited to have this journey with you. Let us know if you want another dedicated like Ramadan slash religion episode, because we got a lot of feedback on that. But this episode, we are going to just do a little casual Q&A because I feel like we haven't, mm-hmm. you know, just talked freely in a while. It's been very structured and very serious the past few episodes, which we love. But mm-hmm. we want to kind of like balance it out with like, you know, just answering some silly questions, answering some serious questions and just talking mm-hmm. our shit, you know. Yeah, we asked you guys to ask us questions on our Instagram. What's our Instagram? I forgot. What, what is it? Is it's at difficult podcast. If, if, sorry, oh I didn't God. say Thanks that right. So difficult podcast. Is, if you don't know, it's not even difficult podcast. You silly girl. It's just oh. difficult. Oh, yeah. You already forgot. <laughs> Where the hell right. are you taking them? Sorry, at <laughs> difficult podcast is actually our TikTok. My goodness. Okay. Um. So yeah, we asked you guys to, to send us uh, some questions. Um. We didn't even look at them, so this is my first time looking at them right now. Mm. Um. And we're gonna, we're just gonna, you know, shoot from the hip and uh, see, see what's going on. Uh, so first question, I'm asked. Let me, let me see. Let me, let me dig through. Oh, we got a question about Ramadan. We, you know, let's talk about Ramadan just a little uh-huh. bit. Um, just the question is, talk about Ramadan this year. Anything special you're doing? Anything special you're doing this year, this month? I'm not doing anything special, you know. One of my favorite things about Ramadan is just spending iftar time with my family, especially when I was living at home. Like when my dad came home from work and when my mom came home from work and, you know, when my brother finally came downstairs from playing his games, like it was just a nice Ah. time to have a union and just eat together, break our fast together because we don't really have time to sit together and we usually never make that a priority. So growing up, that was like the one thing I always looked forward to because it just meant that all of us would be together. And it's just so rare that like, you know, my dad like doesn't go to sleep right after work or like my mom, you know, is doing something else after work. So it's just very nice to eat together. So I am, even though I don't live at home anymore, I still will make an effort to go back home and enjoy those times with them, you know. I think I'm looking forward to like, uh, obviously like the eating and spending more time with my mom. But I think when you get older, you realize like a lot of like the more intangible stuff that you know, you should, you should practice more in Ramadan. Things are like, just like being nicer to people. Um, you know, I don't want to like curse as much. I don't want to be negative. I really want to try to keep my negativity, keep like, you know, trying my best to like not get sad, try my best to not let my emotions get the best of me. You know, all of us kind of go through ups and downs. I know, you know, the beginning of the year can be a difficult time for a lot of people because maybe they have a lot of goals that, you know, they're not uh, they're not super aligned with They're They feel like they're, you know, running a little bit behind. And, um, 
you know, I think I, I, I love I love the placement of Ramadan because it's right at the beginning of spring. It's kind of like a fresh start. It gives you a brand new pace to to live on for for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I really want to practice a lot of that stuff. Um, I want to try to write every day for the next 30 oh, yeah, days. That was one of your goals. Um, trying to just build like real 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 consistency i want to go to the gym as much at least like five six times a week um try to be as consistent as that and just just being consistent i feel like the the month of ramadan gives you the opportunity to really really practice consistency yeah um and that's something i definitely want to take serious i'm excited to like host more of stars i I know last year was my first time like spending ramadan by myself for the most part and i hosted my first ever like iftar gathering with like my three closest best friends and it was just so nice to like feed them and it was a good time have a little dawat you know like cook for them get food from jack's nights for them and like it was a potluck and it was just cute to break fast together pray together it's always a nice vibe but um yeah something that i started doing um in the past few years was just kind of write down like all of the things that i would refrain from the things that i would try to do more of and just make a list of the goals mm-hmm. that i had in mind and it's just a really nice um way to kind of have a refresher with your new year's goals or just you know do things better for a whole month you know yeah and it's a uh, I like you get older and and you see how like the the overarching like you know not eating or not drinking that's what everybody's focused on mm-hmm. but um it's it's nice to see how that is like the the driver for being trying your best to be better at everything else you know so mm-hmm. obviously everybody masks it as oh like don't eat don't drink whatever but there's so much more to that and i want to celebrate everything else um mm. this year for this ramadan you know so yeah so our friend radia asked i'd love to know how to get better and faster at reading we know we got a reader in this in this podcast now. Uh, yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's, it's me. you. Um, I have no tips on how to be a faster reader. <laughs> I need tips on how to be a faster reader, okay? Sometimes I'll ask him, like, you. oh, like, what are you reading? Like, what are you up to? And then he'll tell me. And then the next day I'll ask him again. And he'll be, like, in the he'll go backwards. Like, he'll be at page 10 the first day. Listen. And then the next thing will be, will be, like, oh, yeah, I started over again because I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> no it's it's crazy because i remember growing up in like elementary school it used to always be like how fast can you read the book you have mm. to read a chapter a night you have to do this and do that oh yeah do you remember and those so reading that, logs yeah yeah i had to do it i was i was crying having to do that because i've always been a slow reader right. i've always been a slow reader because i have this bad habit of like when i get in the zone of reading I'll literally forget what I just read. I'll read a whole paragraph in like five seconds and be like, I have no idea what I just mm. read. And a lot of the time, we just continue on reading. But I've tried to make a conscious effort of being like, okay, hold on. I literally don't remember anything I just read. I'm going to go back. Yeah, so good. I do that a lot, especially especially with poetry. I've been reading a lot of poetry books. I've finished like three poetry books in the last like two weeks. Um, and one of them I read twice, but the other two, like I will read a poem. And if I don't get it, like to the highest extent as i can i will go back and read it again so mm-hmm. i don't have any tips on how to read do you faster. annotate you do annotate right i do annotate i write down a lot of notes um in my book and you know i i think fast like reading fast is more you know aligned with if you're reading like a long ass novel and you need like to read it by like a certain deadline whatever um 
that's not for me but but what about you 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 read a bunch what, yeah. what kind of tips do you well, have I think for me and you both read for different reasons so like you read yeah, to get do. better at writing you also read obviously for joy and to learn from other yeah. writers but i think you mostly read to get more knowledge and get like better at writing right. whereas i read right. more for like joy i the read story. to learn about cultures i read to you know mm. just read stories and stuff so i don't really have to annotate because i'm able to kind of understand the material right when i'm reading it but i think yeah. i i also talked to nevin our intern so i asked her you mm-hmm. know why is it so hard for me to sometimes read as often as she does and she gave this great advice where she was like oh i think maybe if you switch up the genres of books that you're reading once in a while it makes mm-hmm. things more exciting and also when you switch up um like the amount of pages for each book so you know one one day you can read like something that's 400 pages one day you can read something that's less than 100 pages you know so it makes you you know have some variety it also makes you more excited and i think it's it's all a trial and error you know you read what you like reading but you find that out after a while of reading different books it took me like 20 something years to find out the books that i like reading sometimes i'll read material that's very hard to digest and it's very like you know traumatic and there's also material that i like that's a lot lighter and a lot more you know like uh softer you know and a lot easier to digest so i think it really depends so maybe just have a variety of different things and um just experiment with genres and things that you like you know I always grew up hating um, like the white centric stories because when I Mm -hmm. did undergrad, you know, I was an English major. So I had to read a lot of like classics, which are great, but they're also very like American European based stories. And I used to hate it. Mm -hmm. I could never relate to it. It was just so boring for me. I honestly spark noted a lot. But now that I'm finding a lot of like South Asian writers and a lot of um, POC writers, it's just a lot better for me. I can understand a lot more. I can relate to it a lot more. So maybe it's just that, you know yeah i like that i'm not i'm not into fast reading i think fast like i don't know why anybody would want to read fast unless you're in high school like if you're like an adult and and you're reading just for pleasure like there's no point in reading it fast that's that's just me i will spend my i will spend an entire week reading like a 50 page book i don't Mm -hmm. care because Mm -hmm. i believe that when it comes to at least what i like to read is poetry um the more you read it and of course it depends on the book and the author but like the more you read it the more you get out of it so why are you gonna be skimming through it even Mm. even with stories even with novels there you know i think we a lot of time we forget because there are just so many books available to the masses is like when you pick up like a novel like a 300 page book like a person wrote that like a person wrote this entire story wrote this entire book if somebody's capable of writing a book this big, there has to be so much detail and so much information. And, you know, some people take a decade to write a book, you know, yeah. and what we're doing an injustice to like be skimming through this story, be like, oh, that was okay. That was a three out of five. Well, so, you know, somebody like this is somebody's life. This is somebody's book. Like mm. people spend a lot. I, I spent like a year and a half two years writing my book and it was like 75 pages mm-hmm. so if you pick like up a whole novel that is a whole made-up story that is probably so significant to the author do them the justice of really trying to get as much as you can out of that book yeah i think on top of that also a lot of people have to figure out what kind of reading mode they like so for example i love physical books i just love the the feeling of like pages and turning the page but a lot of people like you know ipad or kindle or audiobooks Mm -hmm. so maybe think about 
what your method is your preferred method and then on top of that yeah. try to think of when you're more in the mood to read so for example i'm usually a night reader i like reading before bed and after i'm done with all of my work but some people like reading when they wake up or in the middle of the day or whatever it is you know so if there really are so many different like um things that you have to keep in mind so just you know have that yeah, I want to try out morning morning reading for mm. Ramadan, you know, because I got some I got some time to kill, you know, from yeah, Sari to you know whatever. Yeah, well, you know, pick up a little bookie book. That's a cute little Ramadan yeah. practice. Yeah, you know me, you know me. All right, next question: When are you guys coming to London? Hey, oh, <laughs> yeah, I lo- I talk about London so much. I love London so much. I loved everything about London. London, you have my heart. Yeah, I'll come back to London when it doesn't try to blow me away. Oh yeah, y'all got fixed that. Y'all got fixed that problem. <laughs> that was kind of scary. Y'all got daily hurricanes. In the I city. really thought there was That's a tornado so going 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 on. Like I thought it was gonna fly into the U.S. It was so scary. It was like raining slash windy. Mashoon didn't have a jacket. He was in like a half sleeve while it was like two degrees mm. outside. Yeah, I liked mm. London too. I liked the culture there. It's just the the cold really surprised me. You know, the wind really got me there. Yeah, not me. I was thriving. You know what we really like though the the bean the bean and toast. <laughs> I did not. Y'all are sick for that. Who no, that was a good combo. That? It was good. Eh, I, I had the biscoff. The biscoff the waffles were really good. Okay, that's not that's that's not a <laughs> European thing. That's just that's just freaking. That's literally American. Anyways, I got one. I got one. Yeah, it's a hard one, but you know we're here. It's difficultish. <laughs> how do you deal with art slash writer's block mm, tell him we this is a whole this is a whole episode's worth of information and unfortunately we still don't have the answer yeah um i'm currently Mo, going the last through it right you, now you drew when's the last time you drew something? yeah i was actually talking to Michelle about like, this today yeah yeah i was telling yeah. you i was like yeah i it's miss drawing like i miss making art it's been a while you know it's been a while especially a while. when you're a creative i mean this happens in all fields but i'm a creative so i do a lot of artistic things in different media so like i have my art that i work on my designs with for my collections i have you know my youtube i have my content and then i also have art for murals and things like that and then i have my personal art that i post and it's just like there's a bunch of different places that i do it in so i feel like when i put a hundred percent of my energy into one thing it's so hard for me to like delegate to other forms of my life so it's been a while since i've done art and been inspired so you know i'm still trying to go through i'm still getting through it and i'm trying to get over it but it's kind of something that you just have to give patience to and just hope that it comes to you you know no i heavily disagree that's not what you do this this is what you do this is what you do this is what i do okay um you have to curate your own space Mm, if you're living at home that's true if you're living at home your mom's always bugging you always barging in the door oh you want to oh do this oh blah 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 blah. that's fine we all got to live through that i've lived through that you've lived through that you have to curate your own space in order to let all of that passion and all of those thoughts and ideas out you need to change it can't if it if it's hard in your home then it doesn't have to be in your home okay Go outside, explore coffee shops in your yeah. city, explore the library in your city, explore That's the parks true. in your city, explore, you know, whatever. Go outside. And that's something that I've I've done a lot of. A lot of my release comes from being outside. You know that. I'm at 
a coffee shop or lounge every single evening, at least five evenings out of the week, writing, mm-hmm. reading, um, listening to music, watching music videos, just building my own space. And unfortunately, it can't happen at home a lot of the time. I think two, um, don't, of course, be patient with yourself be respectful of yourself be respectful of your headspace and how you and how often you can express yourself through artwork because it can be jarring it can be tiring if you do it too much but don't be too patient sometimes you have to just work at it just get into something it, my yeah. friend something my friend soham told me a long time ago that i still remember he said it very poetically and but essentially what he said is like yo you just you have to keep doing it mm. like you like let let it sit let it marinate but you cannot wait yeah. too long don't you let have the fire to keep burn doing out it. once you have an idea and in not, your head do it because it burns out quick and then you're not going to have that motivation again and a lot of the time when we do when we create artwork or we write something we create it with the thought that somebody else is going to see it and that's not the right way to go about it mm. because mm-hmm. it first has the, the idea first has to has to be created with the thought that it is just for you. And once yeah. you adapt that mindset, it becomes a lot easier to release because you're not following false imaginative expectations of like, oh, somebody's going to see this and this isn't perfect. And if it's not perfect, I can't make it right now because I'm not in the space to make something perfect. I got to, yeah. you know, I can make something perfect later on. No, just do it. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't be have to be every week. Just do it. What I meant was that like be patient with yourself and give yourself grace because obviously it's not normal for you to be constantly creative, for you to be constantly 100%. It's normal for you to have like breaks and burnout and, you know, that rut. Just yeah. give yourself grace because it's normal, but also don't force yourself to kind of get over it right away. Like accept that it's happening. I think something else that I've learned is that it's better to do something like a small practice every single day or like every other day as often as you can of like drawing or like something small that still helps you regulate that art form or whatever it is instead of trying to make like big forms of art and big forms of like something that you think will wow everyone that you think will have to be like the next best thing and like the next thing that's gonna get you out of this rut because I think once we try to make something that is you know flashy for everyone and flashy for ourselves we start losing like the reason why we started we start losing like the actual practice of art making so i think to get out of that you know that rut to inspire yourself again is to just do small things every single day which i also have to get better at that still helps you feel artistic but you're not you know doing something like crazy wow you know yeah and i think last thing is you know in today's age we often correlate artwork to sadness um, because everybody's going through something. Everybody is feeling negative emotions and everybody looks to artwork slash writing for release. But you have to remember that your art doesn't have to be sad. Mm. It doesn't have to be depressing. It doesn't have to be built and it doesn't have to have a foundation in anger and rage and depression. Art can have a foundation in happiness. My therapist said that too. Looking, looking in the joy in the world 
you know, making something that just makes you happy to look at, not something that you want that you're scared to look back on. Because I think mm. that that's us. That's really where I started. That's where you started. And that's where we often find ourselves nowadays. But you have to remember it. You don't have to be sad to make something. You can mm. be a normal living, existing human, human feeling regular human emotions and create artwork freely and passionately and not always like keep everything yep. in the world of sadness you don't have to be broken and traumatized to make good art you can make it wherever you are and whatever feeling you have like don't yeah. get yourself into that mindset forever because i had to unlearn that and my therapist was the one that told me that i can make art about whatever i want i don't have to be broken to make it you know mm-hmm. all right so someone said most rebellious thing you did as a kid and got in huge trouble for well y'all are crazy because i cannot i'm not saying that on the air but you got in trouble for it so like it's known no it's just like certain things you just don't you just don't want to release into the world all right all right but i'll give you all a funny story i feel like i said this on the pod before but i'll say it again um uh long story short um this one night i was 17 i was uh i i want to go out at night uh it was friday night want to go out want to go out want to go to parties still in high school um usually my mom my mom obviously got upset when i went out but i didn't go i didn't do too much so she wasn't like super like no you can't go blah 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 Mm. she was just like always like okay fine like just call me don't be late blah blah um but this one night she was really pissed off at me because of something else that happened and i was too scared to ask her that i want to go out so i decided to sneak out right i rarely i rarely snuck out because like i said my mom was mostly fine with me going out this one i snuck out right i sleep with the door locked in my room and my mom has never knocked on my door at night when it's locked because she knows that i'm sleeping right so i use that to my advantage I locked the door from inside my room and I crawled out the window and this one night and then I went to the park. We were me and my friends were getting ready to leave, right? It's like eleven PM right now. My mom thinks I'm sleeping, right? All of a sudden, right when I get into the car and we're about to leave the neighborhood to go wherever, I get a call from my mom. Get a call from my mom. My heart dropped. My heart dropped into the the earth's core. I picked up the phone and I was like, uh, hi, mom. <laughs> she was like, and she was totally calm. She was like, Mushroom, like, you know, I'm knocking on your door. Like, you know, like, where are you? And she's like, and I'm like, and it clicked in my head. I was like, my mom doesn't realize that I snuck out. <laughs> she well, just she's going to realize that, like, now after listening she, to this. It, no, she's, she knows now. But then, so I was like, oh, mom, like. You know, I'm just like at the park with my friends. Uh, maybe I maybe accidentally I accidentally locked my door. My fault. <laughs> my fault, mom. She's like, okay, okay, that's fine. Just come open it. You know, it's okay. You could you could be outside. Just come open it. So then I run back home. I'm crying to my friends. I'm like, oh my god. I run home. Climb in the window. Open the door. I'm like, all right, mom. I'm gonna go outside now. And I went outside. And the whole time, I was thinking. I was like, man, the power of a mother. The one night I've ever snuck out is the one night she's ever knocked on my door. Isn't that crazy? Yo, do, do not underestimate the power of motherhood and motherness because they know. 
they they know and your I mom learned. your mom simply called you on the phone whereas my mom would literally show up where i showed where i was oh wow. yeah wow. i had i had deep deep oh god memories god. of of trouble um okay. where uh there's just so many i just can't even but that that story you just gave was bare minimum you know it's just it's just sad uh, like i literally i literally said i am i am withholding from the the, the big stories okay that right. was just some little funny that happened someone asked what other podcasts do you listen to besides difficult dish you know i listen to difficult dish like pretty regularly <laughs> like, i'll literally like we'll record the episode then i'll edit it sometimes and then i'll be like oh okay let me listen to it like let me listen to it from like a viewer's <laughs> point of view you know yeah i do that with my own yeah. videos too like mm. you know how when you post a story you're like all right let me watch my own story over and over to see what it looks right. like from like the outside perspective that's me yeah what yeah, podcast do you listen to you know i'm not much of a podcast intaker yeah i don't know why you're i not. think um i don't know either i think one podcast that i really like it has no relation to difficulty actually eh, no no it doesn't um is flagrant with andrew Schultz. i love andrew Schultz. he is so he's a comedian it's a it's a comedian podcast of course if you guys are not familiar with andrew Schultz, andrew Schultz is the funniest white man on the planet he's hilarious his but i love his podcast because it's him another white guy an indian guy and a black guy but yeah it's andrew Schultz and the indian guy his name is akash singh um i would love to get him a podcast one day i'll, I'll get him one day it's so funny um, how like you're really more of a music listener and I'm more of a podcast listener because I listen to a lot mm. more podcasts than you do. So yeah. obviously we got Anything Goes by Emma Chamberlain. I was just talking to Mashoon about this right before we started. I love her podcast. Love that Spotify has her now where she posts more every single week. I think it's like two episodes now every week. I also listen, listen to um, Jay Shetty's podcast sometimes. I love the guest episodes. I listen to Pretty Basic. I listen to um, I listen to call her don't, daddy don't sometimes. I listen to call her daddy sometimes because I like the guest episodes. I think they're interesting to like hear you know the lives of like Demi Lovato or like Cole Sprouse mm. things like that. But I do think that Alex Cooper needs more like people of color on her um, show. I feel yeah, like a you lot do. of white people get on that show. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I listen Mahula to a lot Khan of podcasts to um, you know spend my time spend the nice. spend the silence in my home yeah not much of a podcast intaker i'm a big music intaker um love love my music you know my headphones unfortunately broke i've had them for three years uh, but it's okay i taped them yeah you I got like a bandage today. on them it's so funny yeah i use like blue painter tape i was gonna uh, let me guys let, let me know how you guys like the like the airpods max i was looking into them they're goddamn 500 dollars. what the hell's wrong with you apple i was about to buy them though but instead i just taped my headphones so I got one. Does having ambition mean that you sacrifice your work-life balance? Interesting. Interesting question. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Does does having too much ambition is is it bad to have too much ambition in life? Does I don't think it it's mess bad. up like the regular schedule of how to live life. I don't think it's bad. I think that if you are able to prioritize your work and what you want to accomplish in life and with your work while also prioritizing your friends, I think it's fine. I think it's possible to do both. Mm -hmm. I think 
something has to be prioritized more certain weeks or certain months again emma chamberlain just talked about this in one of our podcast episodes where you talk about like prioritize work sleep or friends or social social life i think you have to do a little bit more certain weeks or certain days like for example if i have a lot of work to do one day and i'm trying to get all of it done I'm probably not going to hang out with friends at the end of the day because I know for a fact that I want to rest by myself or, you know, some people want to rest with friends, which is fine. But I know I want to rest by myself after doing so much work. But if I have some free time on another day and I've done a lot of work throughout the week, like I'll hang out with friends, you know, and I'll have that work life balance where I can, you know, do an activity that's fun or go out to eat or something. Right. I don't think you have to really give up one for the other, but I think it depends on you know, how much you do each thing. So like if you are the type of person that wants to hang out with someone every single day or you want to go out and do something fun every single day after work, I don't really know if that's feasible because you're kind of neglecting like the work side or the ambition side of you. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever you think is best for you. It's different for everyone. I have an answer for this. Mm. Um, I came across this word. This this is a it's a term um, very common in Japan that's becoming very popularized in in the Western world, um, and the term is ikigai. Ikigai is is a traditional Japanese concept that essentially means reason for being, um, essentially like like purpose of life, life's purpose. But they have a they have a particular word for it, which is ikigai, and every person in the world is searching for their ikigai searching for their crossroads of peace and bliss in the world and it's said that there are four standings to discovering your your ikigai which is the balance of what you love what you're good at what you can be paid for and Mm -hmm. what the world needs um which is how the western world has adopted it so when it comes to things like ambition and wanting more out of life, I think that's completely normal. And I think you should 100% fi- follow your calling. But I think we always have to remember balance and ratios. Whereas if you are choosing to follow a life of, of ambition for a couple of years, you have to balance out that ratio with minimizing a little bit of something else yeah not saying that that's good not saying that that's bad but you cannot have a hundred percent of everything right and you have to find your crossroads for what it is out of life that you want so Mm -hmm. as for me for example when i was like 21 no when i was like 22 23 i realized that i had to sacrifice some home and family time in order to focus on my artwork and focus on graduating school. Now I'm in a space where, you know, I've kind of relaxed and I've had a lot of bit of free time, a lot of free time over the last couple months, but now I'm ready to get back into, into ambition mode. And I know that getting into ambition mode means that I'm going to disrupt the flow that I've had over the last couple of years, which has been like relaxing, focusing on relationships, focusing on work but now I'm ready to kind of go into the next stage, you know? So I think 
a lot of people, when you get older and you go through life and you recognize that, oh, I'm at this point in my life where I'm feeling more of this. That's mm. normal. A lot of people think that that's abnormal. That's a default. That's how we live life. Th- th- things become more prominent at different points of our life. But you have to keep in mind that when that thing becomes prominent, you do have to subsidize what it is that is hindering that certain thing from evolving to a, a new stage or a new level. So, for example, I know that over the next couple of months, I want to take my artwork a lot more serious, mm. which means that I'm going to need to spend more alone time, which means that I might ha- I might affect some of the relationships that I have with people. And that's OK. But me being um, me recognizing that and me being preemptive and aiding, you know, that. So, you know, maybe I know that that's going to happen. Let me spend some more time with people now just so I can let them know, hey, this is what's going on in my life. This is how I'm feeling. I don't want this to get messed up. Or going to my job, being like, go to my boss, being like, yo, I'm feeling like this. I don't want my job to get messed up because this is just how I'm feeling right now. And I hope that you guys can can understand and, and work with me. You know, so I've I've been living life trying to understand what my balance is with everything. Balance is a word that my mother has preached to me my entire life, me and my sister my entire life. And it's a very, very pivotal and important word to remember. Remember that you have to balance everything. You cannot do 100% of everything. You can and you will suffer for it. So yeah. try your best to to understand the ratio of everything that you want out of life and understand that it's normal and it's default and it's celebrated you know it makes you a more complete human it makes you a happier version of you and you should never be less ambitious because you're scared of what it might do to you you know yeah follow your ambition good answer i i think that in every single month or every era of your life you're gonna have different priorities and different things that you want to focus on so for example like you know in every single era of my life i've always been focused on my ambition i've always been focused on my career but sometimes i'll have like the energy to focus more on friendships you know some months i'm like going ham and i'm hanging out with so many people because i miss them and i just want to you know see people whereas some months i just want to be left alone and i want to focus completely on just my work and bettering my mental health by staying at home or sleeping more or whatever it is so it really it is up to you to see what that balance is and and see what you're feeling at that moment you know but it's not permanent you know it's always temporary you can always change it up but never feel bad about being ambitious or choosing your career or yourself over other things once in a while yeah and life is long you know you're not going to be ambitious for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. ambition comes and goes celebrate Mm -hmm. it when it's there and understand that it'll it'll plateau and it'll flatten out. That's just how life works. So yeah. Just follow your heart. Wisdom with Mahuan Mashun. Yeah, you know me. All right, we got two short rapid fire questions to to knock out. Wow. I need to hear your favorite book and your go to coffee order right now. My favorite book, please. That's so mean. <laughs> Maybe like right now. Maybe like right now. It doesn't have to be all time. Like That's right now. So like what's been your favorite book you read recently? The the books that I can think of right now is A Place for Us and The Namesake. I literally said one. What's wrong with her? Well, What's I your thought What's of your two. go-to coffee order? What's your go-to coffee order? You know, honestly. You don't drink coffee. Yeah, I don't really drink coffee from outside. <laughs> she gets I, whatever I order her. <laughs> when I do drink coffee from outside, because New York prices are ridiculous, 
i just go it's for everywhere. like the cheapest thing like at this point <laughs> i go for like a yeah, latte can I get, like or a like, cup of water or yeah i go for like just a cup <laughs> like, can i just get a cup <laughs> like plain cup like i'll just, just ask look? for a latte or i'll ask for like an americano i don't even know what the Amer- i don't know what the americano <laughs> is but i see that you it's like three dollars like, yeah, yeah hold on you can tell me but let me just say and like before all back right, in the right. day when i didn't really know anything about coffee which was like what two months ago i would literally order <laughs> like a latte right and then i'll be like oh like almond milk and then i'll be like oh small mm. whatever right sometimes i'll go for a medium actually no never mind i would never go for a medium i'll say small right mm. and they'll do a cute little like latte art on top tell me why it's like eight dollars and obviously like when they turn wow. around the little gadget the little ipad i'm like all right extra tip yeah. so yeah, it's, I give gonna ask, it's gonna ask you a few questions yeah <laughs> yeah goddamn liar <laughs> such a liar it's gonna ask me one question it's gonna make me it's gonna threaten me with a gun but anyway i freaking tip them too and then it takes out like my whole like a bank bank savings, statement yeah. yeah all my savings yeah. just for that coffee so now you know Mashoon told me this trick like you can't order like almond milk <laughs> it's not a trick you can't order like oat milk so now i'll she be like trick. i'll be like yes small like small coffee with 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 whole milk <laughs> No milk. If you, if you don't want to add milk, that's fine too. If you want to just add water, so that's fine too. But um, yeah, so honestly, dumb. I don't really drink coffee from outside. I make everything at home. So after yeah, don't listen to know. anything she just said. She literally just drinks whatever I give her. Yeah, yeah no, but I'll I'll usually make it at home. You know, I have a good way of making it. Now. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you do. What's your coffee order now? I'm scared. No, my favorite book. We gotta talk about my favorite book. At the oh, time, yeah. at the moment, my favorite book time is a mother by ocean fuang mm. i've been thinking about it a lot it's a poetry book it's a it's a tough 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 read it's a fairly short read i think it's like 110 100 pages ish um it's but a novel it or a poetry jod- book oh it's a poetry book oh, okay it's it's amazing it's jaw-dropping it's something that you have to let sit and marinate but if you guys want just like a really good poetry book by an asian american author um Time is a mother by Ocean Vuong. And also Headspun by Michelle Manier. Also Headspun by Michelle Manier. Um, <laughs> what you just said. But yeah, sure. <laughs> my go-to coffee order. Listen, I can literally talk about coffee for another hour. I'll yeah, cut it's it actually short for true. You guys. Like, he's not even lying. He, it's actually true. Like, he I'll, always I'll cut it short me. for you guys. And I can go in detail. Like, I can really go in detail. Um, first off, it depends on the shop. If I'm at a good shop, I'm at a high-quality shop, Think it's different at Starbucks. I'm not talking about no Starbucks. I'm not talking about Din Horton, Dunkin' Donuts. Y'all are crazy. I'm talking about a high quality coffee shop. I walk into a high co- quality coffee shop. If it's cold outside, I'm getting a hot black drip coffee. Nothing in it. I want whatever they got on machine. If I'm feeling extra, extra fancy, like if I'm bought, like I just got paid. I just got paid. I want to pour over. I want to pour over V60. Make that shit right in front of me. I do not care. <laughs> a pour over he, is, is he just would a go cup of behind the counter and make it himself <laughs> if he could. That's if it's cold outside, and if I'm sitting down, I I hate hot coffee while I'm walking. You know that I um, my hands get too hot. I'll spill it everywhere. I'll be sad. If it's hot outside, which I'm from Florida, it's always hot outside. Give me a nitro cold brew. I drink a nitro cold brew for for a couple reasons. One, ice lattes do not have enough caffeine for me, and they're always too milky. And I always want a quad shot, but then an extra shot costs an extra two dollars. Now I'm paying for an eleven dollar latte. I'm not gonna do that. They add too much milk. I don't like whole milk. I want oat milk. So it would be a quad shot ice latte with oat milk. Now I'm paying $42. Now I'm broke. Okay, now I can't do anything. (laughs) So that's why I get a nitro cold brew. 
nitro cold brew is a little different than a regular cold brew because nitro cold brew as you can you know predict is nitrogen influence what does the nitrogen do first it makes it a little bit more foamy makes it a little bit more you know full filling you know full tasting and two it it um it it enhances the caffeine. Guys, today content, I made so the mistake. The I made the, today I made the mistake of asking Vishnoon how to make an iced coffee, and this man pulled out like a science book. He was like, he was like, well, you would picture that when you put coffee into ice, it would become watered down. So that means you can't put All right, too much. Relax, white. relax. You can't. You have to put a higher relax. concentration of coffee. And I was like, when did you become a freaking scientist? Anyways, my answer is a nitro cold brew. You couldn't but just say goddamn that. Depends on the shop depends on the shop um but usually a nitro cold brew yeah i drink one every single day of my life um except for yeah thank god years. he's having a Just detox for ramadan <laughs> um yeah this man well, has that's, coffee that's at nighttime to sing him a lullaby to go to bed like he'll be like oh yeah it's time yeah, to I'm bed a, i'm a big it's like 12 a.m like, let me drink a whole coffees. nitro like i'm a, i'm a i'm honestly like a big like evening coffee guy like no, no not better good. way to no better way to bring in the evening than you know a nice coffee that's not good <laughs> uh, good episode yeah we wanted to you yeah. know do a little good. less serious you one funny like it us. up a little bit Hope anyway you, you like got us. any 10 second advice let me pull out the notes yeah, the notes are coming out <laughs> I think I said this before, but I'm gonna say it again because I definitely, did it recently. He definitely did say it before. If there's a musician that you really, really like, that you've just been listening to for a long time, you know, if you're into like R&B, you've been listening to like Give Yon or like Usher for like a long time. Spend some time to like just like go, like learn more about their life, learn how they got into music, listen to their first couple songs, listen to how they met their producer, learn more about their hometown. And get a better understanding of how they've gotten to the place that they're at right now. Especially if you're an artist and you're a creative individual. It is very revitalizing and very remote and very motivating than taking your favorite artist or just an artist that you're really into at the moment and just look at their journey. Mm. Look at the journey that they've taken and really, really understand it. And it's it's a great feeling looking at somebody and just humanizing them. Take mm-hmm. your favorite artist and humanize them. Yeah, it knowing their journey always makes a the, lot more clear. the art and music hit a lot more. That that too. Yeah. What do you got? Freaking pluck your toes. <laughs> Who says <laughs> that? Crazy. Who says you. that? No, mine is um I think at the beginning of the month, instead of overwhelming yourself at the end of it, at the beginning, kind of just like plan out your month, plan out like the the reservations or events that you're already committed to plan that out in the beginning um also think about what your priorities are for a month so for example if it's like the last month of the semester think about you know your priority is probably like studying for your finals whatever it is and then finally hanging out with friends after finals and graduating or whatever the semester is done so i think it's really important to kind of gouge gouge what (laughs) kind of gouge gouge (laughs) kind of gauge out what your commitment is for the month and what your priority is because i think it's very it's very normal for peer pressure it's very normal that your friends are trying to get you to do something and you're still kind of unsure of where you're going and what you're committed to so you kind of say yes even though you don't really want to so it's just good to have all of that done beforehand so you know what to expect and what to say yes or no to 
What if I have nothing to do? Like, what if I have, like, no friends, no commitments, well, no priorities? it's not what if, I it's have true. Nothing. You don't. I have nothing. All I do is listen to difficult dish. Yeah, as you should. So, if you right. listen this far, you should comment what emoji? You should co- comment the, 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 the bouquet of flowers emoji. No. Comment comment the the Comment the the penguin emoji. <laughs> I want drop those goddamn penguins on yeah, the Yeah, drop post. the I penguins in the comments. Every every penguin post, every penguin emoji I see, I'll comment back a penguin emoji and then we'll be penguin friends together. <laughs> All right, anyway, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you don't follow us on our Instagram, uh, it's at difficultish and our TikTok. And our TikTok is at difficultish podcast. Follow Mushu Munir on Instagram where he doesn't post. Follow Everything. me if you'd like. It's at Labyrinth App. Subscribe to my blog. Subscribe to my blog that I haven't posted on yet, but I will. <laughs> Mushu.com. Thank you guys so much. LabyrinthApp.com. Thank you so much for listening. We love you and Allah Hafiz. Allah Hafiz.